I'm Jim Huffman, and this is If I Was Starting Today, a collection of conversations about half-baked startup ideas, growth tactics, and stories from founders, including my own journey as a business owner. All of the content is centered around one question. What would you do if you were starting today? All right, today I'm going to break down a look back at my 2023, the, the full year. Yes, the, the entire year, all 12 months. I did a blog post, and so I thought it'd be fun to actually do a podcast on it. So there's kind of nine big highlights from the year. Some good, some bad, some business related, some related to being a girl dad and having my toenails painted oh, a little too frequently this year. So as, as we kind of stand on the brink of 2024, this is a traditional for me to, to hit pause, cast a glance back. It's, it's reflection time, right? A deep dive into the whirlwind that was 2023. So this is a, a fair warning, right? This post is unapologetically about me, my ventures, my family, and the roller coaster ride that is girl dad in. Think of this as a digital time capsule, a public diary, if you will. I hope it comes an artifact that maybe my kids might read or listen to one day. The years, they are spinning by, and this is my attempt to match their pace one, one memory at a time. So here they are, the top nine moments that define my year. So buckle up, enjoy the listen. So one, growth hits year of efficiency. In 2022, our agency growth, they crossed some, some big milestones. We doubled revenues from 2020. We doubled our staff. But this growth does not come without growing pains. And we felt those pains in 2023. The business ailments came in the form of weaker margins, inefficient processes, and me being more reactive than proactive than I like. So the, the comforting thing is, Misery loves company. We weren't alone in this sentiment. From small companies to big companies, the 2022 hangover caught up with lots of people. Meta's Mark Zuckerberg calling 2023 the year of efficiency. And I'm right there with him, minus, minus the the. For our service-based business, this theme means we need to get efficient in how we sell, how we fulfill, and how we, yes, collect money. It's, it's simple, right? So here's what we did. We got our accounts receivable down with direct deposits. We got rid of 3% processing fees. Spoiler, those add up. We switch our pricing model to be hourly so we never lose money on a project. We implemented time tracking for fulfillment. We audited how we deliver work. We implemented our formal process for upselling. It's phenomenal how bad we were at that. And then we started measuring our true cost per acquisition. So while lots of this is boring, man, the boring stuff, the, the profits are in the pennies. It's essential for running a business as we enter what is called the black hole of business. The black hole of business is when you have between 20 to 100 people, and it's where most companies go to die. And to get out of it, it's by being black belt at building a machine. So these tweaks did something monumental for us. They gave us the power to predict our revenue and crucially, our margins. This one skill has made us more proactive as a leadership team. That's exciting because we can focus on the business rather than focus on firefighting in the business. I hear that phrase so often, but it is so true. 
So it sounds straightforward, right? But the reality was anything but. The shifts brought us months of soaring highs and some break-even painful lows. And the hard truth, it led to some unhappy employees. Feeling the pinch from reduced hours, that's a tough pill to swallow. I don't like that. I don't like making people unhappy. If my entire staff leaves, I have to go get a real job at Wendy's or something. So we're working to make that better. So we did grow sales in 2023 from 2022, but the margins and the operations had some highs and lows. Now, how does this impact me personally? I've dodged the founder mental breakdown bullet so far, touch on wood, but don't get me wrong. The business definitely has its claws in my daily mood. As stress levels skyrocket, it's not exactly a recipe for, for Zen. And add to the mix, my young kids who have a knack for 2 a.m. wake-up calls, not a great combo for a brain that's already in overdrive. So in those late night hours when the girls, my young girls would drift back to sleep, I made the cardinal sin of a founder. I checked my phone and then boom, one email can send me into a spiral vortex of panic or the rare occasion, elation. How many times I've found myself wide awake at 4 a.m., business worries, playing tag in my head, too many to count. So how do I navigate this? I try and avoid the phone like it's radioactive, morning workouts, spilling my thoughts in a journal. It's a it's helpful just to like put my worries in writing and then I can move on. It's a daily tussle. I do not always win. We're not keeping score. Sure, the business is in better shape right now, but those anxieties, they're like uninvited house guests who refuse to leave my head. My strategy is all about keeping them in check one day at a time. All right, the second highlight from 2023, let's talk about lessons from the $3 million challenge. So last year, agency cranked up the excitement dial. We launched HitLab Ventures, our very own startup studio. And to kick things off, we launched the $3 million challenge. The mission, simple. A little audacious, launch and scale three companies to $1 million in sales each. So here's the lineup. We got Growth Hit, our agency powerhouse. We got One Day Design, the product I've served as a secret weapon, and Handsome Chaos our venture into the D2C realm. We've been tracking every twist and turn of this journey and 2023 was a roller coaster of triumphs and setbacks. So breaking it down, growth and success. We hit this one a while ago. One day design, we made a dent with $250,000. Handsome chaos, well, that one's painful. Let's just say it's on pause for now and I blame manufacturing. The catch with the $3 million challenge, well, it turned out that none of these companies were right for building in public. And here's the twist. We can't spill the, all the beans on the growth hit victories because client confidentiality is a thing. And the other two ventures, they either don't quite, they didn't quite take off. Look at the reformulation issues we had with the D2C brand, or they ended up being absorbed by growth hit. One day design is doing well, but it's actually more of lead generation for a core agency. So what's next for the $3 million challenge? Plot twist, we're rebranding it as the one company challenge. And guess what? There was a new player entering the game. And so stay tuned. We'll be gearing up for some fresh and exciting stuff. And that leads to number three. We bought a company. That is the third highlight. Yes, we bought a company. It happened. We finally took a company that was working and made it our own. So we acquired Neat Apparel, Sweat Proof Clothing Brand. I talked about this, I think, two episodes ago. So why Neat Apparel? So here's the scoop. They've got this mind-blowing patented fabric originally cooked up by a PhD who made it for the military to keep soldiers dry. Now it's it's saving everyday heroes from the dreaded sweat stains in your armpits. Whether you're nailing a presentation or braving a first date, 
So we didn't just take their word for it. We tested the shirts ourselves. We did something called the water balloon challenge. You can go to my blog post. I put a video of it starring yours truly. And side note, uh, after watching the video, you will see why I am not an influencer. Um, but that's not all. We hit up 50 neat customers to get the real deal on these shirts, their feedback. And it was pretty strong. Um, people were saying things like your product has been a game changer. Now I wear my clothes confidently without fretting over sweat stains. So heading into 2024, our mission is to turbocharge Neat's growth. And we're spilling the beans on everything we're doing. You can go to the Growth Hit blog to see all of our updates. So think of it as a remix of the $3 million challenge. All right, the fourth update from 2023. Speaking at VC firms, Fortune 500 brands, and 24 startups. So this year I did a grand total of 18 speaking gigs from a deep dive presentation at Techstar Seattle to a three-hour workshop to 40 Fortune 1000 brands. I attempted to deliver the goods on growth marketing while not speeding through my words or mumbling. I am pretty sure I fumbled on the first one. Another highlight is um, connecting with other founders. This is my third year in an entrepreneurship community called DEO. It's a group uh, for founders doing over seven figures in annual sales. And I continue to see the value in rubbing elbows with other entrepreneurs. Uh, the standout moment, we did a retreat in Whistler that involved sharing business war stories over shots at an ice bar and zip lining at 40 miles per hour where I did lose my brand new sunglasses. That was a very dumb idea to wear those. And um, there's some fun photos from that on the blog as well. My fifth highlight from the year is what I call the 6 a.m. club. So I'll drop my, my secret hack from my personal playbook. It's my dual purpose lifesaver. And it helps me with physical and mental fitness. And in, in one go, right, two birds, one stone. My routine is a non-negotiable regiment of four 30-minute hit sessions every week. So here's how it works. It's wake up. I wake up at 6 a.m. The alarm goes off. And the last thing I want to do is leap out of bed for a day with burpees, especially if ACDC is involved. But it's a game changer for the whole day. So before my workout session or if I skip it, I'm just some regular dude logged down by a cocktail of lethargicness, dread, and the constant Sunday scaries uh, I get as a founder. But after workout, I transform. Suddenly, I'm a, a modern-day Greek god, but in Viore sweatpants, ready to tackle today's chaos. I could be the sh school drop-off, an avalanche of Slack messages, or the unexpected client fire drill. It's, it's kind of wild how a tiny bit of exercise can totally flip your mental script. Last year, I did 174 workouts, and I am gunning for that number again. So watch this space. All right, number six, this one. It's kind of crazy. 40. Yep, I am 40. Like 40 years old. We're talking four decades. Michael Jackson's bad. Weezer, Eminem were CDs that made the rounds on my trusty five-disc CD changer as a quick sidebar. My six-year-old daughter did say I look 37, so I, I've got that going for me. Turning 40 does bring some introspection. Sometimes I catch myself feeling like I'm behind in life's race like there's more I should be doing, some untapped potential I've left on the shelf. Whatever potential even means, right? It's not like I should have been Zuckerberg or LeBron. You compare yourself to people and it's kind of dumb, but it, it's hard not to do, right? But I do know this, when I pause and I kind of take stock of my life, I see my incredible wife who still finds a little bit of humor in my mix of lame or hilarious jokes. My daughters, their smiles, they still light up my world as they sprint towards me at school pickup. These little moments make me realize, okay, 
I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be, right? So this is probably the point where I talk about some grand life lesson or something. I don't even know what the lesson is, but here, here's a shot. If you pour everything you've got into your family and your loved ones, that's where the real fulfillment lies. And everything else, that's just cherries on top of the Sunday. So, and plus I've got time to catch uh, Zuck and, and, and King James, right? 40 is the, the new 30. I, I put an update in the blog post that I called the douchiest post I'll ever do. I'm not going to read it on the podcast. If you really want to see the the thing that I bought this year, you, you can go there and see my reference to you MTV Raps. Okay, where are we at now? We are at number seven, Dad Life, chapter seven, or chapter six, sorry. So here's the deal. I'm a rocking the girl dad title with pride, right? Carrying the car, rainbow toenail polish on my feet. As it stands, I'm the dad of a dynamic duo of a six-year-old and a four-year-old girls. And I'll tell you, the old saying about parenting is, is spot on. The days are long, but the years are short. In my quest to guide these little humans, I zeroed in on a few core values I want to instill. So here are my top picks. The ones I try and voice at them whenever they will listen, which isn't as often as I would like. So one is grit. It's all about teaching them to bounce back. Fail the math test, shake it off, hit the books again, let's go. The second is empathy. It's the walk a mile in their shoes approach. You can disagree all you want, but understanding is key. We're, we're staring clear of any mean girls scenarios in this household. And then the third one is humor, right? Life's going to throw some curveballs at you. We can either cry, which I love a good cry, or you can crack a joke. And in the house, it's like, let's pick laughter, right? That's that's the best medicine. So how am I bringing these values to life? I, I haven't bought billboard yet, so I'm opting for the lead by example parenting playbook. Ask me in 10 years how it went, but it's funny, once you have kids, it makes you kind of look in the mirror and be like, okay, they are watching every second, and so you need to be on your game. So the annual rundown, we had a year crammed with activities, basketball, ski lessons, soccer, t-ball, piano, gymnastics, bike, bike camp. Phew, it, it's been a whirlwind of discovery, laughter, failing, and maybe a few scraped knees, but we wouldn't have it any other way. Hey, we even left the house. We got our car seats and we set sail for places like Alaska, Seabrook, Suncadia, California, Leavenworth, Austin, and even down the street to Magnolia Summerfest. I put some some fun photos from there. Okay, up next on the last one I have, I call my marriage hack and it is concert date night. So navigating the high seas of marriage while juggling a full house, two full careers, my wife works as well. I've got a company, two companies now. With two hardworking parents and a couple of high energy kids, our days are more jam-packed than a rush hour subway. So the casualty in this whirlwind, you guessed it, quality time with my better half. So how do we dodge becoming just glorified roommates? The answer is simple. We call it concert date nights. And so here's our strategy. Spring rolls around. We dive into the upcoming concert calendar and we go on a ticket buying spring. No second thoughts, no hesitations. And guess what? We never look back and regret it. Well, maybe the Ringo Starr tickets we do. But so here, here's the, the bands we hit up this past year. We saw OAR, Counting Crows, Goo Goo Dolls, John Mayer, Vance Joy, Bare Naked Ladies, Semi-Sonic, Madeline Peru, Ryan Hamilton. Okay, he's not a band, but he's every bit as entertaining as a comedian. And on nights when the stage is not an option, we go for plan B and we do a date night, ideally at an Italian dinner. We aren't picky. We just require dim, cozy lighting, 
endless glasses of wine and anything and everything smothered in Nutella. It's our little slice of, of marital bliss and the chaos of, of everyday life. So I hope you enjoyed my summary of 2023, the kind of highs and lows, the, the big milestones that we had from growing growth hit with the growing pains, acquiring a company, doing some exciting speaking gigs and traveling, and then the, the family update. But I hope as the hopefully things settle down towards the end of the year, you can do a little bit of reflection before you start doing planning and big goal setting for next year. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll give a few plugs. First, I send a weekly newsletter each Thursday featuring five articles or tools that have helped me. You can sign up for these weekly updates at jimwhuffman.com. Second, for anyone running a startup, if you need help growing your business, check out Growth Hit. Growth Hit serves as your external growth team. After working with over 100 startups and generating a quarter billion in sales for clients, GrowthIt has perfected a growth process that's hell-bent on driving ROI through rapid experiments. Plus, you'll get to work with yours truly. So if you want to work with a team that's worked with startups that have been funded by Andreessen Horowitz or featured on Shark Tank, then check out GrowthHit.com. And finally, I wrote a book called The Growth Marketer's Playbook that takes everything I've learned as a growth mentor for venture-backed startups, and I've distilled it down to 140 pages. So instead of hiring a growth team, save yourself some money, get the book, and you can just do it yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'd love to hear feedback. I'm on Twitter at Jim W. Huffman. Are you a business owner in desperate need of talent, but you have issues finding good people? Or worse, you find the talent, but then they want you to pay them double what you have budgeted. Yeah, I know the feeling. This is where remotely talents can help. Imagine having a personal HR team that finds you A plus talent, and here's the best part, it costs you 40 or even 80% less than US employees. It's magic. So let's say you need help with setting up your social ads, your Google ads, email marketing, website development, customer service. Their team sources the top Ukrainian talent for you and they deliver three top vetted candidates straight to your inbox. It's a one-time payment and best yet, they give you a 60-day guarantee to ensure you're happy. Hey, if it doesn't work out, they'll find and replace the talent for free. Even better, 3% of all sales go to the Children's Hospital in Ukraine. At Growth Head, our agency, we've hired four people from Ukraine. I am blown away by the level of work we're getting. So whether you need a virtual assistant or a creative director, give this a try. Go to remotelytalents.com right now and start a conversation. See if they can help you. You really have nothing to lose.